So I don't know if we want to talk about Seedborn, maybe we just kind of ground it in the idea of we want to talk about what Seedborn is going to be. I think that's kind of maybe perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing kind of a special episode today since Luna has Luna bailed on us because his like kid is like an amazing artist and had a showcase or something. And it's like, uh, gotta get your priorities straight, man. (laughs) Uh, but so it's you and me. So, and I, yeah, I think, um, we should talk about Seedborn. This is a really exciting new project that, um, you kind of really kicked off for us, but we, we wanted, we got together earlier this year to talk about, um, potential ideas for new projects that kind of went through a lot of different it evolved a lot. Our initial idea was like a podcast about world building. Yeah. And it became yeah. something. I think it all was born out of, you know, us just wanting to do something together to kind of collaborate. And um, as we've been talking for five or six years, at least. At least. I think three like, of us been. Yeah. Five, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. I think Luna found me pretty early on in the self-publishing days and um, he knew you. So yeah, we've all been chatting for years and always got along. So mm-hmm. that'd be fun to work on a project together. And it started as maybe talking about how a uh, podcast on how to build a shared universe mm-hmm. or how to do a uh, world building that, that grew into that grew into a shared universe idea. Mm-hmm. And that grew into the idea of maybe creating um, a shared universe shared fictional universe that we can both play in or we all three of us can play in and then it grew to what if we let anybody play in this shared fictional universe and we wanted to create something that was um i don't know i was calling it like a kind of a ground zero event that kind of set the rules for this world and we would establish okay here's the event that happened it happened it's a global event it's impacted everybody and that would give anyone in the world in an opportunity to write from their perspective, their geographic location. Um, Cause I, I can't write a convincing story set in Southeast Asia. Well, have I, you tried? I've, I've, I've never been. Um, <laughs> and until, until Febreze comes up with a scent, I don't know what it smells like. Over there. I saw that post the other day about, uh, <laughs> which where Bora was Bora it? waters. I hope yeah. it doesn't smell like that. In Bora Bora. Um, yeah, and I like this idea. We were we were talking about you know a podcast on on talking about world building, and then we kind of it's like we realized you know it's actually more fun than talking about world building is building a world. World building. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I I really like the idea you came up with because um, just like you said, it's it's this this ground zero event, and I think that approach is so interesting and so good. If we're opening up to like literally you know anyone in the world who wants to write on it, it's such a smart way to do it because the the assumption is the world has been what the world has been like it's we're we're all in the same timeline but then this ground zero event hits and it's the world we know but now on a different trajectory you know it's almost like some of the stuff that marvel's been doing with the the loki timelines and things um so we all have a kind of a shared history to start with when it comes to building this new world and all the new stuff comes from this one event that we can detail and everyone can have their own kind of version of what it means for this event to happen in a world that they know pretty intimately because they've lived here their whole lives. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's um, yeah. I thought it'd be a really interesting thing. And then when we start to build on the idea, we thought it'd be great to um, write our own stories in this universe and kind of put that out as the, the starting point. That's where it would establish the, the fictional world or the fictional event and cement it as here's the basis for it. But then as people, if, if people wanted to write in this world, we'd take that and we'd even promote those stories once they were, once they were written and 
let us know, you know, if people write the story, let us know, we will promote it and keep building this crazy, this crazy world. So um, I guess we'll just go ahead and talk about what the idea is too, since we are kind of, we're kind of yeah. there, we're still brainstorming the idea, but the idea is on, uh, I always picture it as a clear blue day because uh, it feels very 9-11 to me and 9-11 was just um, a gorgeous day. I think, I think everywhere. It, yeah. I want to understand, but it was clear blue skies all over North America anyway, but just, you know, a normal, wonderful day. Uh, spaceships appear over all over the world and drop these giant, we've been calling them spires, I think is what we've called them. Or, yes. Uh, the, the name for the whole idea is Seedborn. So they, they pop up over the world. Oh, shit, we're not alone. They drop all these spires and then they disappear. But these spires are of varying sizes, but some of them are the size of skyscrapers. Some of them are even larger. They're all these different things. And over the course of um, the first year that these things are on Earth, we come to find out they're basically terraforming engines. These This alien species has come, you know, basically dropped a bug bomb on us, like a fumigation system or uh, you know, anything just to kind of make the, make the planet a little more um, habitable for them. And uh, they'll be back one day. We don't know when, but in the meantime, we have to deal with everything that uh, is coming out of these these terraforming. Yeah, issues. and that's what I really I think my favorite thing about this idea. Like, I it's it's I think it's so smart. And all credit where credit is due. This was your idea, and then we've just been kind of you know shaping it since. And I think one of the one of the things I love most about it is as we were kind of talking about, well, you know, what does it what does it mean to have all these terraforming engines, and what would they have to do? I mean, basically, they have to kill everything on our planet that doesn't serve them and then replant and reseed and repopulate things that do serve them. Right. Um, and what it would take for that to happen is that there would be a bunch of different kinds of engines, a bunch of different kinds of things coming out of these engines. Some of them would, uh, you know, maybe put in some sort of poison into the ground that kills off the, the flora. Some of them might be, um, as I think your one of your early ideas was, uh, releasing new kinds of animals, like a new apex predator that's from their planet to, you know, kind of kill off all the, all the earth animals in the area so that they can then bring in all their things. And like the idea of um, how many different ways we can think to kind of destroy and then rebuild our planet through all these, you know, little seed pods there, you know, which we've called spires, I think is really fun. Cause that also gives a whole other dynamic of, of creativity and exploration that, um, that I, I'm really looking forward to playing around with that. Sure. And what they drop in the ocean may be different than what they drop on land. Yeah, exactly. They could be location-based. And I think there's something fun too, to the, what the hell is this thing? That's just standing there ominously in a, in a farm, in some farmland or in the mountains or whatever. Yeah. Like it's just. So we should say, I think creepy aspect. the way that we, cause we spent a lot of time talking about like what should be canon and what should just be kind of, you know, stories that we tell. I don't know if we've really solved that problem yet, um, but I think we just jumped right into telling. Stories. Yeah, we, yeah. Which is, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. but it, I think, so the, the way we decided to start telling the stories and kind of lay the groundwork for other people to tell stories is we're working on a, a, a series of short stories, a short story collection that basically covers the first year of these, these things arriving. And uh, I think if I remember correctly, the plan is that for most of that year, no one knows what they are, right? It's not until actually like the end of the first year or so, right? That they start thinking, oh, I think I might know what's happening here. So we spend most, we're, I guess, we haven't, you know, we've only written a few of the stories, but uh, I think we're going to spend the entire collection almost 
just with that exact like ominous feeling of what are these things? They landed here. They're just sitting there doing nothing. What is this? And kind of like how that plays with on, uh, you know, on, on people and, and on the environment. I think what was fun about this too, and it kind of even like we had that um, last week when we met, we talked about uh, the ducks in the pond and all three of us kind of speculated on, okay, here was this idea and all the trajectory all three of us took was very different as to what, mm -hmm. what ideas that spawned. And that's what I'm loving about this too, is that you've got some stuff that's already very creepy um which is very much <laughs> in your it's kind of in my very um uh anomaly flats kind of feeling yeah, story yeah for that sure I really liked and then and then there's some stuff that's just off the rails hilarious already you've got and it, i mean it can be and that's what i think is great is like it, everybody's experience with these things every character that encounters these could be a completely different thing some are very funny some are very serious some are very um suspenseful you know there's there's um it may just ruin someone's wedding, you know, like there's, right. I mean, it could be anything as personal as that to, um, I don't think the, this, it, we started planning this back before, you know, the whole thing with, uh, Ukraine and Russia, but I mean, what happens if that drops in the middle of that? Is that, does that grind to a halt? Does that, you know, right. um, like you say, like the starting point is now we all have this shared history up until now. And then how does this impact humanity going forward and on all different levels yeah. and that's why i like the idea of opening it up to anybody and everybody because there's no there's no <laughs> there's no end to the type of story we'll we'll hear yeah this. so um yeah it should be should be lots of fun i'm, I'm really hoping people take it and, and run with it and episode two play with us yeah and we're still kind of like figuring out what the structure of sharing all this looks like and you know we talked to them about like a website at one point where we can kind of promote these things maybe having like a a badge that you can download and put on your book cover if you're yeah. you know a seedborn story which i think is really cool um just like letting you know we're gonna you know build a, a sandbox and then everyone is welcome to come play around in it yeah that's exactly it i think even the even to the point of designing uh like you say a badge or even marketing materials you can download and oh, yeah. to be all the way clear with this I, I mean i don't want just people to play with it i want them to take it play with it put it up on amazon you know yeah. publish people it, to make money off it. of this uh, yeah i want i want them to uh i want them, them to run with it as well um and i'll be really mad the day that somebody does better with this idea than <laughs> we do. but at the same time i'll be very very happy you know right lots of fun so um yeah i'm not talking just writing some fan fiction i want everyone involved with this and and playing all the way yeah it could be a lot of a lot of fun so uh and then i think you know future plans was like you said i think the first collection really kind of takes us through the first years how we had to plan planned out but um going forward there'd be here's the next stage in the development here's here's what happens next so i think one of the rules i think we did talk there's very few rules but we had yeah. to have some like we can't have someone come in and just, Oh, I blew them all up. They're fine now. Like, right. You know, you, so <laughs> these things have to be fairly um, indestructible and fairly impregnable for the first, for the first while. So uh, the mystery can't be revealed or the, the threat can't be um, just wiped out so easily. Yeah. We want everyone, we want to be around long enough for people to, to play for a bit so yes yeah, so maybe it's like you know maybe there's a, a central website hub where we have like here are the you know the five tenets of of this world or whatever you know and 
if you agree to these things, like go crazy and you can download this, uh, this logo for it and we'll help you promote it and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I think the way we're doing it, I think it's kind of smart. Like we'll, you know, we'll release the first year's worth of stories, right. Um, by the end of that book, that collection, the game will kind of be up. Like, this is what they are. At least they'll probably think they know what they are. And so at that point, we've kind of, I like that. That sort of makes it a little bit foolproof in that no one can then go back and be like, oh, wait, they're not that, right? We've already established it in the first book. Yeah, um, I think that that has, just, I think just for the shared aspect to work, there has to be that. There has to be a few concrete things. Yeah. But as the as it goes on, there's a, there's a stage two, there's a stage three. Yeah. Um, I don't, we don't know how long we have before the aliens return to uh, how fast these things are supposed to work. Maybe, they, but we're pretty sure they work in stages just for dramatic purposes. Alone. <laughs> no, <laughs> for, for alien engineering purposes. Simply for pacing. Yes, <laughs> alien engineering purposes. Alien technology is much different than ours. That's it, cool. I mean, think it about it. in a very narrative format. Yeah. But if you're sitting yeah. in that, in that universe, you know, 10 years after most after everything landed, most of them have opened up and you've got one in your backyard that is just still just looming there. Like that's terrifying. Yeah. This should have done. This should be flowers now. Yeah. You're going to be thinking like, is it a dud? Is it a dud? Should we just like try to take it out? Like what, (laughs) you know, it could be, uh, there's a lot of fun to be had there. I think. Yeah. I think, I think it'd be really interesting. I'm really looking forward to, uh, getting it out there but i'm really really looking forward to see what people people do with it so yeah. um that's why i think this is a this is a great place to talk about it and um yeah going forward i think we talked about even using the podcast to, to have people on to talk about their story their version of it or whatever yeah um yeah i think and that's i think what spawned the whole thing was just this idea of sharing and playing together with everybody yeah more than anything else it was just like what can we do well, i think too of, you know even a lot of fun thinking about you know it could it could be more than just books right it could also be you know it could be game like someone could make a card game about this like a you know someone could make a tabletop you know an rpg or something like it it could go in a lot of different directions if people are interested in it and want to do that how fun would that mm-hmm. be you know to really blow yeah. up this universe art would be great i'd love to see some people play with it um It'd be really neat. It's it's fun. I think I think there's an expectation, like you talked about the Loki thing earlier, and just Marvel's multiverse and it's going nuts. And my kids went to see um, uh, Morbius. Oh, really? My, my my teen boys went to see Morbius, and the main reason they went to see is because they were arguing whether Michael Keaton was playing the Vulture, um, or if he was playing another character. And my one son had it in his head he was playing another character, and then there was this big argument, and um. <laughs> You know, so that's, that's the main reason they went to see. Like, well, if it is the same character, he's from a different universe. Like, just don't bring the multiverse into everything. It's too confusing. As right. it is. But <laughs> it's huge. But I think people love that that multiple aspect of things. Um, that I was telling you earlier before we started here, I was at a a show with the um, these twisted spirit animals I draw, and people walk up and they're like, um, "What's this a part of? Hmm. Is this a game? Like they want they they want almost everything to be something more." at this point right like just yeah. the one element isn't enough it needs to be something else and i think that's pretty cool though like you see role-playing games based on books i've got a few um what was it gurps or uh gurps i think used to take popular fiction series and do a compendium for their role-playing game like i've got the uh, river world uh that's cool playing rules and the um there's a Discworld book out there there's uh the lensman series the like the original space opera the ee e. smith's 
Oh yeah, uh, Doc E. Smith's Lensman series. There's a, there's a Lensman role playing game and stuff like that. So it's that's like, cool. It's cool when there are other facets to it. So yeah, if this if this blows into someone doing art, if this uh, someone doing um the the one of the coolest things to me, I don't know if I've even told you this. Um, one of my readers uh, is a musician. And I've got the band Harmageddon in the Duck and Cover series. Yeah. Oh, you did tell me this. This is great. Yes, this is wonderful. And this is this is coming. But here's the CD. They formed <sighs> the band Harmageddon. Oh my god. And they've recorded uh, they've recorded several songs. That's as so good. Harmageddon. Um, Amazing. Story, let everyone know that. But I mean, yeah. So there's even even music associated with 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 the that's with the so cool. Now would be something really cool because i think I, I think i told you one of my ideas was to have a have a band performing in the shadow of the spire or something like yeah that. like setting up like a <laughs> setting up like a coachella around <laughs> one of these things that hasn't opened yet um it's like there's that scene in independence day right where there's like people like basically an outdoor rave around one of the things or is that right or well, is they're that... on the roof they're on the roof saying take me with that's you. right yeah 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 it yeah, feels yeah. It has a lot of that strong energy to it <laughs> yeah and then they they and then they, that one building in particular yeah with all yeah, yeah there's that too so yeah it could be people would react all sorts of ways and actually having gone having gone through um you know covid the last couple of years like this is the probably the most we've been connected by a single event in certainly generations yeah if not you know um absolutely maybe, maybe ever um it's something you know you can all relate to. So even feeding on, there's a lot of that. And I'm getting back into the uh, uh, Duck and Cover series here, writing the next book in the series. And there's a lot of that. And even uh, my my dad's and zombies uh, stories. Like there's a lot of that seeping into it, even whether I want to or not. Right. Interesting. Like how yeah. how we reacted to that and how it uh, how the whole world saw it. So it's well, not a direct parallel, but it's it's certainly again like a building on that shared experience we can all relate to that yeah and it's take that forward and interesting to think about different points of view because one of the things we learned from the covid epidemic is that people don't do the thing in movies where they all pull together and they're all on the same page and they all do the same thing right or take the same approach to it or have the same reactions to it um and i think that's you know i don't think we should be surprised by that in hindsight you know it shouldn't be surprised if people everyone looks at things differently and has different opinions about things and so we did it, for two weeks. Right, exactly. And then it's like, yeah, wait a minute. That's the limit. Yeah. <laughs> so what you know, what happens when aliens come and drop these seeds everywhere? Like everyone is gonna react so differently based on their own histories, their own value sets, like all these things. And I that's gonna reflect itself in all the people who come and, and lend their points of view to the universe. And I can't wait. I think it's gonna be really it's gonna be a hell of an experiment. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really think so. And that's and that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking forward more to reading the stories other people write than than yeah. um, putting mine down themselves. But but yeah, it should be a, should be a really fun project. Yeah. So keep an eye out for Seedborn. You know, more details as they as they come out. But I think yeah, we're working on the short story collection right now. Hopefully that'll be out sometime this year. I think is the hope. And uh, mm-hmm. that'll be you know we'll be off and running once it's out there. Can't put that genie back in the bottle. So uh, that'll be the start of it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, all right well thank you ben for sitting down uh to have this chat unlike luna I who just uh, wanted to one up luna yeah just yeah, wanted well, luna luna look worse. a little too busy for us for reasons that are suspect first Ugh. Huh. Ugh. yeah <laughs>